A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. In today's episode, we're going to share a compilation of recent interviews. And I just want to say thank you so much for supporting the Move Your Mind podcast week in, week out. We could not do it without you. I hope you enjoy. There's lots that's happened over the last, I don't know, 50 years, 40, 50 years, I don't know, um, regarding society and relationships. Mm. So um, it's not that long ago. It, it used to be that you got together with somebody and that was it for life. Yeah. You, yeah. you didn't have a choice. Divorce? What? You know, um, I was a single mum when I was 30 and um, taking my, my, so we lived in a village, uh, taking my boy to primary school, um, I got talking to other mums and dads and stuff like that standing at the school gate. And uh, a couple of times, two individual people said to me, oh, it's such a shame you haven't got a husband. You could have come to a dinner party. You know, so, and that's not that long ago. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not so that long there ago. are yeah. there are still those ideas of um, of who we are if we're on our own, who we are if we're with a partner. So, yeah. if society tells us we have to be with somebody, we tend to possibly stick with the wrong person for too long. I'm just looking at Steve Jobs. You know, one of the things that Steve Jobs said, um, I've got one of his paintings, portraits that I'm looking at. He said that you can always connect the dots when you look back. So when I look back now, I realize everything that happened happened for a reason. Yeah. Failures and successes. So anyhow, I um, I enjoyed playing golf or trying to play golf. I'm not a really good player. But, um, <laughs> I was playing golf one day at, in Albert Park in Melbourne. I got a phone call from a hotel. Sam, they looked us up in that bulletin board and they wanted an internet connection for a conference that they had coming up in two days' time. So I stopped playing. I went and I um, organized a satellite dish for them to put on the roof and use for this conference. They used it for the conference. They absolutely loved it. A couple of weeks later, I got a phone call from the hotel uh, asking for the same solution. So I provided the same solution for them. And then at the end of the conference, I asked them, you know, why, why, why not keep this internet link? Why not keep mm-hmm. the user for conferences? And they said, look, now we deal with um, some major companies that provide our movie system, our internet, they bundle it together. Um, thanks, but no thanks. So I said, well, who are they? Why don't you give me their details and maybe I can speak to them and we can partner together. So the gentleman passed on their details to me and I'm, and I remember at the same time, uh, my nephew was going through uh, leukemia treatment. He was three years old. He was going through treatment in hospital, in, uh, in Monash Kids Hospital. And um, I went to, one of the days, I went to buy him a DVD player, those portable DVD players, so he can watch those DVDs uh, while he's going through his treatment. And I remember pulling up in the airport, the DFO outlet there in front of JB Hi-Fi and thought to myself, what have I got to lose? Why don't I just call and introduce myself to this mm. company? The worst thing that they're going to do is hang up on me and tell me to go away. So I picked up the phone. I rang up. I spoke to a gentleman called Nick. So I spoke to him. He's the operations major there. They put me through to him. I spoke to him and he said, look, we're actually looking at going through a tender process soon and looking at some new vendors. Why don't you come up to Sydney and see me? Um, I said, okay, great. Come up to Sydney and see you. I went to Sydney. I met Nick. Got along really well with him. And he said, look, I like you. You're young. You're enthusiastic. Like, you know, you're, you've got a lot of passion. 
Uh, and I'll, um, I'll give you a shot when the tender process comes up. Um, a couple of months later, the tender process came up. I never, I've never done a tender in my life. Right? Don't know how to write a tender. Wouldn't know how to start one. So I reached out to one of my old bosses from my old companies and I asked him if he could help me to do this tender. And he said, yeah, I'll help you. It'll cost you $1,500 a day. $1,500 a day was a lot of money to me. We had, we had yeah. hardly anything. So I remember going and getting three, four different credit cards and taking a cash advance on those credit cards and I'm, I'm paying um, my old boss to do this tender. We did the tender, submitted the tender a few months later. And, uh, and at this stage, we're probably making five, ten thousand $10,000 a month in revenue, if that. So we went from um, that. And if we got this tender over probably 12 months' time, it would have gone up to, I don't know, three, $400,000 revenue. So massive, life-changing experience it would have been for us yeah so i remember I, we did the tender uh, handed it in um and a few months later i got a phone call saying look you've been successful in the tender i'm going to get our head of technology to come and check out your operations in melbourne and if he's good then we're good to go my operation was two desks in office um probably 10 15 square meter office yeah <laughs> there's no operation um I, under- I understood the industry by this stage i was in the industry probably five six years it's not longer i absolutely i was the best at what i did we could provide a solution hands down and better than anybody else but we just didn't have the you know the fancy office or anything like that so i remember coming home that night and feeling absolutely shattered having spent 15 dollars on this tender and above all not wanting to lose face I think, you know, if he comes and sees this operation, two desks, it's just, there's no way, you know. So I thought in the morning I'll give him a call and just say, look, um, something's come up. Unfortunately, I can't make it. I remember 7 o'clock in the morning I got a phone call from the gentleman that was coming to see our operation. said, look, I'm way too busy. I have no time to come and see it. Why don't you come to our office in queue and we'll have a chat there. Perfect. Went there, met him, and... Everything from that moment changed. And everybody through that story over the last 18 years ended up working with me wow. and working for me. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting, Nick, you know, like I said, there's defining moments. You know, I could have, and I always say this, I could have continued to play golf and not went back to the office and provided that solution. I could have not answered that phone call. I could have not made that phone call at DFO that day. There's two or three things that, you know, a lot of people talk about being smart, having high IQs. That I think it's all just about seeing opportunity and seizing that opportunity and giving it a go. You know, it's about showing up. It's about giving it a go, trying your best. And once you do that, and if I'm a massive believer of also karma, I think if, you know, your parents, your grandparents, or you, you've done good things, good deeds along the way. And you've made a lot of sacrifices along the way. Also, your other generations in your family have. Good things happen, you know. Um, and I think there's a reason for everything. And, um, yeah, that's really the story and how we got here. And now I've been doing this for 17 years. We are one of the biggest, if not the biggest, in Australia when it comes to providing um, internet and uh, phone systems within the hospitality sector. Um, so we look after all the big brands like Marriott, Hyatt, Hilton, um, yeah, and it's still growing. I'm enjoying what I do. I love what I do. I'm still passionate about it, as passionate as I was back 17, 18 years ago. Um, and it's been a phenomenal journey, you know. Um, I could have never in my wildest dream learned this at university or went through this if I went through the nine-to-five job. I've learned so much, and um, I've met so many great people. I've made so many good friends. 
and I've had a lot of challenges, a lot of challenges. You know, I went from a young man who, you know, did lived in the detention centre, then lived in commission houses and really got picked on at school for not having a lot to discovering a lot of money in my early 30s without any guidance and mentorship. So that brought on a lot of challenges for me at that age. Um, looking back, pretty scary how much you know money I spent and all the challenges that I went through in my mental health because I was burning out. Mm. I was just working so hard. You know, I was doing 10, 12, 14-hour days. Yeah. I was just grinding and grinding and never having that mentorship or guidance and not having, you know, not having someone to tell me, you know, you got to have discipline in terms of you have to have balance in life, you know, and just making it about working and making money. I really went through a stage, probably two or three years of my life where when I look back now, it's quite scary. And, um, and, and, you know, I say this to a lot of young men, it's, 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 if you don't have that guidance and mentorship, because if you come from a very wealthy family, that's been thought you've been, Taught that through generation to generation through generation, right? But if you don't and you discover money, which a lot of young kids are doing these days with the crypto and with mm. all this stuff, and I see that, and um, and you see them making such different mistakes, and um, and it's sad to see that, but it's sad because there's we really don't have a lot of mentors and guidance from all the people that I've been through at top, a young generation, and I'm, I'm a massive believer of that, and. You know, I do my social media and everything because I don't. I'm not an influencer. I make no money from my social media. I make no money from my mentorship. I make no money from it. it's nothing like that at all. For me, it's just about really trying to help as many kids as I can with my within my own means um, to just keep them in the right track because you can definitely get off track and it could really bad things could happen to you. I think people have to be okay about admitting to something that they might think of as a weakness. You know. I don't think yeah, it is yeah. a weakness. I think it's just human nature. I think it's, I think we're all human. Um, you know, in, 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 and I don't want to speak specifically about, about Tony Scott, but, but, um, but, you know, if you're in a position as a, as a, a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. As a leader, as the director, the one that everyone looks up to, as the, you know, the guy who's going to answer the questions and going to take you through the, the battlefield, you know, maybe there is a lot of pressure on people like that to not ever admit that they're unsure or they're, or they, you know, because maybe they think of it as a weakness, you know, yeah, um, yeah. I learned early on that there's nothing wrong with when you turn up to the set first thing in the morning to go, you know what, I'm not absolutely sure. I, you know, I need a, I need a minute just to mm-hmm. work something out. I'm not absolutely sure that where the, ca- the camera's going to be there, or if the camera's going to be there, just give me a moment to have some more of this coffee and I'll, I'll get back mm-hmm. to you, you know, and, and then other people, if you've built a, a, a group of people around you who are supportive, who you've been good to, uh, they're going to help you. They're going to be there to, to, they don't see that as a weakness. They see that as you doing your job and trying to, to yeah. you know, make it as best as it can be. And they'll, they'll help you. They'll come in and they'll have ideas and some of them might actually be even good ones, you know. 
Um, so that's a that's an important thing is to not is to not be not always pretend that you're okay when you're not always okay because that's just an admission of being human, you know. And oh, I think absolutely. in the end, pe- people kind of respect respect your humanity more if you actually <laughs> admit to you, having it, you know. And as you were saying earlier, with nutrition, it's not just about getting the nutrition aspect right. It's about everything's interconnected. If we're not sleeping enough, if we're not exercising, we're going to feel lethargic. We're going to be more likely to eat junk and not make the effort. I guess like that it's like any part of wellness. It's all about balance and, and connecting everything to, to get right. the right diet. Yeah. Yeah. So on my online program and a lot of my, my sort of public communications, what I talk about is they're kind of interconnecting circles. And I, I call them my six pillars of the program, which are, are food, drink, exercise, activity, sleep, and stress. And then they're underpinned by a big circle, which is joy. Um, and so, you know, because we are pleasure seekers, we have reward mm. centers in our brain that reward us for behaviors that the body likes. Now, they're not always behaviors that are good for us, like, you know, drinking too much or, you know, partying too hard or whatever you're, whatever it might be for you. Um, so, so we've got to kind of try and drive the brain towards those behaviors we also know that are really good for us and the foods that we know are really, really good for us. But so that's the joy underpinning it. But the other six pillars all overlap. So just as you say, you know, sometimes when I'm working with someone, I'll say, well, we can't even target changing your eating patterns until I get you sleeping better. Because if you're Mm. really exhausted, your stress levels are through the roof. And of course, that's lots of people in this year of the we're talking at the end of the year of a world pandemic. Anxiety levels for many people have been through the roof. People are stressed. You know, people have been struggling financially. There's all sorts of different things that have been on our on our plates this year. So if your stress levels are up here impacting your sleep because you're tossing and turning half the night it's it's very difficult if your default position is not already one of healthy eating to actually make yourself make the changes because your default position we see this in research quite strongly when people are under stress you 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 defer to your default position now if your default position is pick up some you know fast food on the way home for dinner you know um uh, get tucked into the beers or the bottle of wine at night, whatever, whatever is your default position, skipping exercise and just watching Netflix instead. Uh, you know, all of these things are, if that's your default position under stress, that's where you're going to go. Whereas mm. if you can try and over time, and this is just about repeat it, it's that consistency again, if you can make your default position, actually, do you know what I really need when I'm, I'm really stressed is I need to go for a walk, get out in nature with the dog. Um, I need to make a really healthy meal and I need to get an early night and get some good sleep. Everything's going to look a bit brighter tomorrow. Um, then that becomes your default position and it's easier to keep it up. So I think recognizing the way I like to think of it, it almost is like it's a kind of graphic equalizer for our lifestyle change and our diet. And sometimes one thing is really out of whack. So, and, and, and this is always a work in progress. I mean, this is my career, but mm. I still stop myself and assess every now and again. Am I drinking too much? Am I not? What's happened to my exercise? I've just not fitted in in my usual levels this week or, you know, or my eating's not quite normally the healthy eating is the easiest one for me, but I might've been eating too much or eating out at a restaurant too often. And so you sort of, you know, I'm not eating, drinking my water in the day and you adjust those little balances. And for some of us, it's a little tweak of everything, but for other people, you might recognize, you know what? I know it's my stress. That's the big priority here. Or I know it's my sleep or I know it's my exercise. And then focus on that one area before you come to look at everything else. Yeah, definitely. And um, and I think it's something that I've seen so much with the pandemic where people, like you're saying, sort of threw all these wellness habits out the window, which, you know, I think yeah. in those difficult, 
uncertain circumstances is actually when we should be doing the opposite, leaning more into these healthy habits because, you know, we're struggling with other areas and we need it. Um, You know, one of the things I talk about all the time is just how important creating those habits are and doing these things daily. Um, You know, even when we're feeling amazing and we feel like they're not helping us still doing them. So then when we do need them, like you're saying, you default into them. So I guess that with nutrition and everything else you're talking about, it's so important. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my husband is ex-army and he always tells our teenagers, you know, that uh, there's a general in the army who, t- who does this talk to young people. And he says the most important thing you've got to do is make your bed in the morning. Now, that yeah. sounds so simplistic. And what on earth does that mean? But actually, you know, when you get down to the heart of it and he goes on to very eloquently explain what he's talking about. But essentially, that is a thing, you know, that it is that daily ritual and the mere act of, you know, and that's why in the army it's all about rituals. But they have to make their bed, their packs have to be done, you know, their boots polished, their that sort of self-care and that's that ritual of just getting into the habit of doing something is essentially mm. what we we have to try to do when we're talking about our own lifestyle change yeah massively i know yeah because i think we all know that feeling and when you're overwhelmed and if i ever get stressed it's in the morning and my brain will be going a million miles an hour and worrying about all these different things i want to do and you can get so stuck in that but if you just simply get up and do one thing often that's the hardest thing to do. But then as soon as you do that, you're like, before you know it, you've done 10 other things and you're like, oh, it's not even, you know, that big of an issue, but that's the hardest thing for people to do. And it's like, I, you know, I can't speak highly enough of having those daily routines because I've had so many times when my own life's fallen apart and haven't been able to control anything and you're overwhelmed and then you just go and, you know, that gives you the security that I know every day I can do these things that make me feel good. And I'm in control of when we can't control a lot of other things. So, yeah. 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 I think, you know, I'm not a big list writer. I know some people like to have their to-do list all the time, but you know, for those, so whatever motivates you to, to help you to change. But I always think, you know, for me personally, as long as I have, you know, I I have got, if we're going to talk healthy eating, Mm. some sort of a structure so that I roughly know what my, I try to have kind of two meals. And if I'm hungry, I'll have a snack or something in between. Um, and, and having that sort of structure in the day, uh, you know, helps me so that you get that kind of routine. And as long as you can tick off one thing, what have I actually achieved today? You know, as long as you can achieve something every single day, you don't have to get through your entire to-do list. Yeah, yeah. We're just too hard on ourselves. And, and from a nutrition perspective, you also don't have to have every single meal perfectly correct because there is no such thing, really. Um, yeah. it, is, it is about just making those little small changes and mostly doing the right thing. Um, that, that is going to make a big difference to you. And would you say with nutrition, it's a similar mindset that, you know, you're saying before with exercises and I, you know, I think everyone exercising can relate to, you know, sometimes you don't want to do it and it's painful when you're doing it, but then you feel amazing after. If we're mm. setting, okay, I need to eat these certain foods that I don't enjoy, but I need them because they're good for me. Having that mindset that I'm going to do it, not because I want that instant gratification, but it's going to make me feel good after um is it important to have that mindset with it for sure although i always assure you know assure people that there is no one food that you absolutely have to eat because yeah yeah that's the great thing about diet uh you know there are numerous different sorts of foods there are numerous different vegetables um Mm -hmm. i'm still discovering new fruits or vegetables or things that you know i don't know because they're different parts of the world um even coming to australia there were there's foods here i just discovered a new fruit (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's in Queensland that I had never heard of before. And so people have been writing to me, telling me all about this, these amazing tropical fruits that we get in Queensland. So there are numerous different options. If you hate kale, I promise you, you can have a very healthy diet without ever eating kale. <laughs> so. Because if you just have this 
need you know which a lot of us do that i need more i need more then you're not you don't have the freedom to then put it you know to do the things you care about because yeah. you're just trying to fill yourself first so yeah if you already have that it gives you that freedom to be able to you know regardless of what happens and how many books you sell to just keep doing what you want to do and help people see that it is so beautiful what you said and it's kind of like people like say they're rich and then they have a house here in this t- t- country in this country right yeah but if you do stuff from the heart you know i never started that way but i've i've realized you know there's a book do what you love and the money will follow or whatever yeah and um but now um I can go anywhere because of what I've done. I have people all over the world. I can go to anywhere and they'll have me stay at their place for free because we love each other yeah. and we care. So I don't have to have a house here that I go to and a house there that where I'm going to sit as lonely as I am sitting in this mansion here. I've got people everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of Move Your Mind.